What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me, as always, it's the bacon to my eggs. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, what what made you make me bacon over eggs? I have no. It was just bacon always comes first. So I was like, I mean, it'd be weird to be like the eggs to my bacon. Everyone would be like, what? I mean, I like eggs a lot, so I wouldn't be offended. But I mean, I like I like both. They're a perfect combo. Only like like us. Yeah, we just need like a third person to be the toast that doesn't get used as much. But like, you know, you can put the bacon on there and soak up the egg juices. (laughs) Because I'm over easy for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the best way to have you. Speaking of over easy eggs, I have a a funny but gross story. One time me and I made uh, breakfast for me and my my lady and I made myself an over easy egg burrito. I thought they were going to be more over medium, you know, so it's a little like not as runny. And I bite down into the burrito and it just. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty like all funny. over her or. No, no, it was just oh, like, okay. all like on the table and on the on the plate. Just... <laughs> it was like a, for those that are listening and didn't see my hand gesture, it was uh, very much like when you pop a zit. Yeah, but just... was it tasty? Oh, it was really good. It's eggs. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, before we kick off with the news, we had a couple of YouTube comments last week regarding uh, couples in comics. So I thought that I would take the time to read those since you guys took the time to let us know. So the first one comes from Eric. Hello, Eric. And he Hi, says, Eric. Uh, my favorite comic couples are Donna Troy and Terry Long in New Teen Titans Damian Wayne and Flatline in the current Robin run, Marco and Alana in Saga, and Peter Parker in Mary Jane, specifically the PS4 version and also most comic versions. So thank you, Eric. Yeah, I like that he specified, made sure not to be like the movie version of Mary Jane from, you know, the Tobey Maguire stuff because... (laughs) I swear. Like, I mean, it's at the time I was like, oh, she's not that bad. But looking back, I'm like, she is that bad. It's not but Kirsten the, Dunst's fault. She's, no, no, it's the it's 100 percent the writing. Yeah. No, like nothing. I have nothing bad to say. And we'll talk about her later on. Nothing bad to say about her. It's just, it's just bad writing. <laughs> and then the other one is from Preston. Hello, Preston. And he says, couples I've enjoyed in comics recently are Constantine and Oliver from Constantine the Hellblazer, Moon Knight and Tigra. Uh, He says, not really a couple, but I super ship them. Yeah, you guys are on that same ship together. I know. (laughs) Uh, And he says, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but the two main girls in Rain. And then the best couple in comics recently is hands down Ivy and Harley and the Harley Quinn eat bang kill tour. That whole run was so well done. And I can't wait for season three on HBO. Also quick shout out to my favorite MCU couple that is slash was Tony Stark and pepper Potts. really loved the chemistry and writing they had there. hashtag RIP 3000. So thank you, Preston and Eric. We appreciate you guys uh, letting us know. Yeah, thanks, guys. But now we will kick into the news. Not a great news week, admittedly. Yeah, not really. But we got we got a good chunk of comics to talk about, so I think it's going to even out pretty well. Yeah, 
so first off, Fred Hetchinger has been reportedly cast as Chameleon in Craven the Hunter. I'm not familiar with Fred. Not at all. But Maybe he's got one of those faces just kind of like matches, you know, everyone else's just kind of blends in. Right. Or maybe he just really looks like a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would recognize him if, you know, that's that was the case though. Yeah. So Tom Taylor is bringing back deceased. It's going to they they say it's the end. So maybe it's going to be the last one. I mean, if it depends on how much money it makes, because I mean, how many Marvel zombies did we get that were supposed to be the last one and that keeps coming back? So I think yeah. this is going to be the same way. If this is like, if they're like just Tom Taylor's just like, you know, got the hundred dollar bills just stacking up. They're like, oh, well, we'll do another one, I guess. But it's like, but this time it's these characters as zombies. Yeah. It's like this time they're coming back to life and they're nice, I guess. I don't know. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> You know, I've, I've not read any of those, but truly it is a big hit, at least at uh, Comic HQ. But people yeah. really like it. So, I mean, I'm going to get into it. Like, maybe it gets better as you get along because, like, you get more time with the characters. But, like, with Dark Ages, which is like a problem I have with these type of stories, you don't like, you don't really care that much about his, in my, for me, I don't really care that much about his version of these characters because it's like takes place in the future so it's like oh i haven't spent time with these characters and he starts killing them off i'm like okay am i supposed you haven't given me a reason to care except for the stuff that's in a different continuity than this and so you know that's that's just always irks me with the out of continuity you know kill fest basically yeah i feel you uh but i'm sure that there are a chunk of listeners that are like oh yes that's awesome <laughs> yeah and i mean good good for you like it's better to be excited about it than be a curmudgeon like me yeah. <laughs> um so vault comics has announced that they will also be joining lunar distribution they're leaving diamond and uh, that is going to uh, well, I know that, no, it is both. It's both comics and graphic novels are available to order through Lunar, beginning with title shipping May of this year. So um, am I excited? Yeah. I mean, Lunar is great and Diamond sucks. So any, uh, you know, any new distributor or uh, publisher moving over to this distributor is a good thing. As a like shop owner then like i always want to ask your opinion like this way is like vault a big one like a not like you know like tier wise i know it's like dc marvel image levels but like for you guys is it like still you know like will this be like better or is it we've got going to be noticeable for you no i mean the amount that i order will be the same it's like uh like that we don't kill spiders book that i read that was well, okay. an imprint of vault but uh i did order all the first issues of like their new series that were coming out that i think i asked you if you had any interest in like yeah. several episodes back uh you know just to try them out and see if people are were into it so i'm i'm trying i'm trying vault comics yeah if you're listening so we'll see how it goes yeah right on man yeah i just wasn't i wasn't sure because like i mean 
you're not i know you're not putting the numbers that you do for like amazing spider-man for like vault comics so like the the amount that they can you know diamond could mess up is like way less so i wasn't sure how that would be you know the thing is is like diamond has been apart from the saga debacle a few weeks back they've been fine lately because i literally just get like one small box i got now and it's like you guys really shouldn't be able to f that up but yeah yeah i mean they find a way they do find a way (laughs) so i don't know if we had this before but batgirl has a release date and that's gonna be december 2022 so i mean that's pretty exciting i'm hoping this is gonna be good like i have vibes of like thinking because like the cast is pretty solid i don't know the girl that plays batgirl i mean i don't know like what she's really from but everyone else in it is pretty awesome but then like at times i look at that costume and i know it's like not in an action costume so it's different but has me like cw vibes and like that has me worried so i'm hoping for the best yeah it's hard for me to not be excited for it i i like that character a lot and just the fact that it's not CW is what is keeping my hopes alive there. And plus, at the very, very bare minimum, we got J.K. Simmons back. Yeah. And it's like, at his worst, he's and like Keaton. yelling. Yeah. But at J.K. Simmons' worst, he's like winning an Oscar for yelling at a kid to play drums better. And at his best, he's J. Jonah Jameson. So it's like, if we get some, you know, like that's that's his range. It's amazing. So it's going to be good. Right. I forgot about that movie. What was the drum movie? I think it's Whiplash. I've not Whiplash seen Whiplash. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. That's why. That's why I hear. I just don't. I just don't like. Uh, I think his name is Miles Teller. He played yeah. Reed Richards. Yeah, I don't like him. That's the I only mean, thing I've seen him in. I mean, he was in a couple other movies. One where he played like an alcoholic and other stuff. I'm just. I don't know. You're just. I get why J.K. Simmons is yelling at you, sir. I get it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, The Mandalorian Season 1 is being adapted into an eight-issue comic series. I think that if if anybody has interest in this, like if you're going to read it, pre-order two copies. And if really? you have no interest in it, still get a copy. Oh, because Grogu, right? First appearances out the wazoo in this series, man. I mean, I, who knows which issue there? I mean, I guess if they're actually following like issue one is all of episode, the first episode, then you'll know who shows up when. But that's one I really think you want to pay attention to and get copies of. In like, I'm thinking long game, even five, 10 years, the first comic appearance of Grogu is going to be worth some money. Yeah. It'd be really funny if like when he gets older, though, they're just like, oh, yeah, he's just Jar Jar Binks. Like he is the force egg of Jar Jar Binks. And like he hatches, he just turns into Jar- <laughs> back into Jar Jar Binks. Everyone's just like, why? <laughs> but they have Grogu tattoos, you know, they're just screaming at Jon Favreau. <laughs> Uh, but yeah like i the the people like one of my friends who brought this to my attention is like very excited for it uh i'm pretty whatever on it i'm still gonna pick it up just to have those appearances but uh 
you know, it could be cool. I like the show a lot. I'm sure the the comic adaptation would be just fine. Yeah, are you kind of like, even though you are getting it mostly for the first appearances, are you kind of excited to see like a moderate? Because I'm assuming they're not just going to do shot for shot. Are you excited to see kind of like a moderate, you know, that's like a slightly different take, I'm assuming? Or you just don't really care that much? I don't really care that much. I mean, nothing nothing really needs to be changed, really. The, yeah. the show did everything fine. I'm surprised it took them this long to do an adaptation because every new movie that they've done uh, through Disney has had an adaptation. So, you know, I'm kind of surprised there wasn't like a Bad Batch comic or a Clone War, a new Clone Wars comic. So I, I, I bet like Disney, you know, the old mouse was milking the, the Star Wars cow and he kind of like looks in the barns like, oh, hey, there's another one. Oh, great. He got, goes over that one now. He starts, he's going to milk that one for all it's worth. Right. <laughs> I, I still think this... I think this will be one of the most ordered comics of 2022. You heard it uh-huh. here first in February. I think by the end of the year, this will easily be in the top 10, if not the top 5. When it comes out, you're going to be on here crying, like, I've ordered 10,000 copies and I've sold five. <laughs> five that's funny <laughs> all to the same guy it just keeps telling me grogu's first appearance <laughs> <laughs> okay so i thought this would be a fun actually i'll, I'll go with the pokemon news first oh There's really new... i thought that'd be last okay, i thought that I was mean, like the big news of the week i right mean we there. don't really have big news of the week that's the that's like, what i was I'm just saying gonna, yeah with the curious and Dance, i was just like oh we can have a discussion about it because i had you know little talking points also but we'll, we'll go with that curious and Dunst was in an interview and she was talking about how she wants to return as mj because like you know she sees how much they're getting paid she's like oh i need that money but um <laughs> Yeah, and so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, how would they, how could they do that and make it so like she's actually has something to do? That was my, so I was in the shower because I read that right before I got in the shower. And I was thinking about like, how could they do that? And I was like, you can't, because you can't like do the whole cool thing like you could with Emma Stone where, you know, she's Spider Gwen and like you have the really nice moment of Andrew's like, oh, my, my Gwen's still, you know, like, you know, that thing. You couldn't do that. But here's, here's my idea. I'm gonna pitch it to I've you. got one too. I'm curious if maybe, it's the same. Maybe maybe we're on the same same wavelength. Do a Spider Girl movie. Okay, we're not on the same wavelength. Because okay. <laughs> then you can have her be like the mom character and Toby, you know, be the retired Spider-Man character, and then have May be the main character. And you have these two, you know, basically, and I, I've never read the Spider-Girl comics, but you have MJ be like the more supportive one about this and peter be the overprotective one because you know he's lost an arm and that's in that series so he's like like, don't do this crap and then you know mj's like there needs to be a spider person out there you know type of thing i am thinking way way less involvement and and the first thing that comes to my mind is they're doing the next one with tom holland and Peter and MJ are like starting to connect again. And like, she finds out somehow that, that she forgot all about Peter and they had all this stuff together. And she's like, so confused. And I just, I just don't know if I can be with you sort of thing. And then for some reason we get Toby Maguire's MJ and she's just like, 
giving her advice and saying what like Peter <laughs> means to her in that universe and like you know maybe you should be more open to it or something like that you know she's what I like, mean she's like maybe you should marry an astronaut <laughs> <laughs> she's like don't become a stage actress yeah she's like you know MIT is pretty cool but have you thought about Broadway <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's where my mind goes. That way, you know, Kirsten Dunst can have her five minutes on screen where she talks to the other MJ about needing to be there to support, you know, Spider-Man or whatever. And there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I just maybe it's just maybe just call me an old sentimental fart. But I kind of just I want I want more for her and Toby because I really enjoyed seeing Toby come back. So it would be cool with like better writing like we complained about earlier in this podcast having both of them with better writing and a better script where they're both together and like you know we could see like oh this is what happened in all this time you know leading you know from the last movie we got you know they're married now they have a kid and hey i'm all about that i i would i would take a spider-man 4 you know just mm-hmm. not what they were gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my big news point, and I'm sure that you saw this, Casey. But, I did. You got. You uh, just beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez are going to be the new creative team on Batman once Williamson wraps up this whole uh, like Batman Inc. story that that's going on. I. I'm thrilled <laughs> mm-hmm. like you really you can't ask for like a better creative team yeah than those two so we'll see chip seems excited for it he said that uh he's just writing stories that make him smile while he's writing it and he hopes that everybody enjoys it too but to see Jimenez back on it is going to be cool, even though I love the current creative team. If they're only doing their one story, you know, more power to them. Yeah, that's this is going to be a great replacement. I'll, I'll try to find the tweet really quick as we talk, because uh, that's one thing Williamson was talking about, because he's very excited for Zdarsky. And he was talking about how it this was always the plan, basically, that he right. wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, what? You know, that type of thing. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is this is what the plan was. This is how, it's, you know, how I wanted it, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really think anyone wants to hear me scrolling, so not finding <laughs> it. But, uh, oh, maybe I'll get to it. But, yes, I mean, it's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Zadarski. I'm like, it's so cool. It's crazy and cool to me that, like, four years ago probably maybe three it was like zadarsky was just the uh artist on sex kernels and he got a job working howard yeah (laughs) and then now it's like oh yeah you get to write whatever you want it seems and dude like not like i know whatever you want you just said that but truly batman and daredevil at the same time huge titles uh, yeah, I'm not finding the tweet, but yeah, basically he was just saying this was always the plan. I had this story to tell and that's it. He's like, I'm basically writing all of the other DC books. I can't be doing Batman also, you know, <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that, but you know, but let's be honest. That's what's happening. Yeah. Plus, 
Zadarsky knows how to get the best writers and or best artists in comic books to work with him. I mean, the only person that does it better is Tom King. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's just like don't know how how Tom gets the like gets just the best. It, it's stupid. Doc Shaner, Mitch Gerards, Greg Smallwood. I mean, he's got three guys that are incredible S tier artists at any time to work with them. Dude, oh, and Clay it, Man. Like, look at his uh, Batman run. It was just like every single issue was just like, oh yeah, we got a new. Like the only time it was bad was whenever it was uh, John Romita Jr. He had him for like two issues, and I was like, oh, but, yeah. And like even him, he's beloved by the people that love him. True. So, like, it's not even like I think Liefeld fans are even like, like with you know with Liefeld fans like, okay, I get it, this is bad, but there's some of it that's good. With you know Romita Jr. fans are like, no, no, it's this is just good. That's yeah, that's it. <laughs> I just don't get it. That's the thing. I don't get it. <laughs> okay, but we got a new Pokemon game that was announced uh, for late 2022. It's called Scarlet and Violet. Uh, it's being touted as an open world adventure released on uh, the Switch. We got, I'm going to go with uh, the fire one after looking at them. Did you look at all the different ones? Oh, of course I did. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, View Coco is the one I'm getting. I think it's Fue, Fue Coco. I mean, I'm going to change his name to like Dan Pepper because he looks like a pepper. I'm going to probably change it to like oh, Fire Alligator. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm worried about. So the, the grass cat, my initial thought is that's who I'm going with. And I almost always go with the grass starter anyway. And this one's called like Sprigatito or something like that. Yeah. I'm worried that they're going to furry ties it by the final evolution. Yeah, like Blaze, like they did Blaziken. Yeah, Oof, it's like rough. one of the comments I saw under the announcement tweet was, "Please keep it on all fours. Please keep it on all fours," because <laughs> mm-hmm. they just don't want more furry fuel. That that is one thing. Like I remember X and Y did that was bad about this, and like they just do this a lot anymore where it's like, we're going to make these things more humanoid as it goes along. It's like, this isn't Digimon. This is Pokemon. Leave them animals. It's weird. You know, capturing a human, make them do my bid. Right. I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, That being said, I, I was completely caught off guard. Everyone, everyone was like, there's, there's going to be a big announcement at the end. Everyone's thoughts was they're announcing detective Pikachu (laughs) two. yeah (laughs) not gen 9 like that was huge and the the trailer that they dropped was pretty awesome in my opinion i didn't didn't see it i just saw the announcement so yeah i mean it's just like a it's like a a security guard going through stuff and he sees a scarlet and violet light through the door and he opens it up and they do the big announcement and show the starters but uh, it's it's cool though I, i liked it a lot and uh i think so with legends arceus which is the newest one that came out last month it's mostly open world but there's loading screens between the zones i'm thinking that this one is like totally open world which would be pretty crazy yeah i gotta say this so many pokemon fans are still finding something to complain about with the trailer they're like you're not you're not a fan of something if you're not complaining about it though (laughs) okay 
I I get that, but I just want to tell these people to shut up and just wait for it to come out. Yeah. I mean, but they're just like, yeah. these are the worst starters I've ever seen. And it's like, okay, that's not, I don't think they're the worst by far. No, I mean, the last ones that I didn't play where I had like the seal and, you know, the, I have maybe not the last ones, maybe it was the ones before last, but there was like one that was a seal and a bunch of other ones. Those ones were God awful looking. See, and I, I think those were better than, than sword and shield. I don't know if I remember Sword and Shield. I think those were the worst ones. Really? Um, even though I still, you know, I enjoyed it. And but I mean, it is what it is. Everyone can have their opinion on it. I'm just like, and you, you know what's funny though complaining. about complaining about the starters? It's like, well, guess what? There's at least 150 more Pokemon out there that you can just <laughs> use instead of the starter. <laughs> yeah. And uh you know, spoiler alert, they're gonna evolve. Yeah. <laughs> it I, you know, it's whatever. You know, I I just gotta laugh at the fandom. They're they're yeah. like, like we miss the days of Diamond and Pearl. So they remake Diamond and Pearl. They're like, no, no, we want open, we want Diamond and Pearl, but open world. So they give us RCS. Like, no. We want we want different starters. <laughs> it's like Jesus. Can you guys just enjoy it? Just enjoy it for once in your lives. I mean, it could be worse though. Speaking of fandoms, it's like I'm I not really active, but like it's more like stalker active. Where like I don't type anything out, but like I pay attention. To like the different kaiju fans on Twitter, and like. Every once in a while, there'll be like one of them that has a crappy take, but then like all like ninety percent of the times, so I was like, "Oh, this kaiju fandom is just so toxic. Oh, it's so toxic." That's all they talk. It's like I want to see the toxic crap. Like I want to see that and laugh at it. And yet, all it is is you guys going, "I hate, I hate this fandom. They're just so toxic all the time. I just hate it." And everyone, there's one else comments like, "I know what you mean. It's just so toxic." it's just toxic we're worse than star wars and it's like you want to be you want to be that bad <laughs> but, but it's not you you should come and be like um actually just hedora is toxic because he's like, a smog monster they're like this is the type of gatekeeping that i don't appreciate so toxic <laughs> You sounded a lot like Muscle Man. I, I thought so too. I was hearing over my thing. I was like, "Oh, that's, that's pretty cool." You know who else is pretty toxic? My, my mom. mom. <laughs> I love that show. Me too. Anyway, man. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, very excited for Pokemon. You you've skipped the last couple. Is this one that you're going to play? Ah, uh, maybe it's just. I don't know. It's weird. It's a lot more fun for me personally when they were on the DS to play the Pokemon games. Ha- playing them on the Switch is just, I don't know. It's just its just weird to me. I'm like, I don't want to play Pokemon on a console. What is this? Man. The 1900s. And I'm like, please, more. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Pokemon should be played on a handheld device on a long car ride. <laughs> But the Switch is that, dude. That's why it's called the Switch. 
I don't like that though. It's different and it's weird. And I'm a gatekeeper. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I mean, it, like, there's a very good chance. It's just, it is one of those things where it's like, I don't play the Switch enough as it is. I have a feeling it would be very much like Animal Crossing, where like, I would love it for the first like 36 hours. And then as soon as I stop playing and sleep, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do other things with my life. And my Pokemon uh, will slowly age and die. I mean, that's that's any game, though. I mean, there's like games. There's plenty of games where I come back to them, though. And it's like a lot of the Switch games, I'm I have trouble coming back to them. Like I obsess over them, and then it's just like, well, bye. Like I'm now, like I'm also never gonna play Animal Crossing again because I know my villagers are just like so upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> like it's been years, <laughs> right? Anyway, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in to the PokeCast. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's all for the news. So I guess we'll take our ad break and come back and talk some comics. So we'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Welcome back, folks. Uh, if you, if you want to hear Casey tell a fun poop story, then you can do that over on our YouTube channel. I'll that be is, honest, it wasn't fun when it happened. <laughs> that is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. Uh, but anyway, Casey, now we will talk about the comics that we read this week. I will, I will let you tell the folks and myself which ones that you read. Okay, I read Dark Ages number five, Shang-Chi number nine, Teen Titans Academy number 12, The Amazing Spider-Man number 90, and Ghost Rider number one, Aquaman number one, uh, DC versus Vampires five of 12, Blue and Gold six of eight, Robin 11, Silk number two, Task Force Z number five, Saga uh, 56, Action Comics 1040. And that's all. I read Catwoman 40, Hardware number four, Task Force Z number five, Blue and Gold six, DC versus Vampires five, Aquaman number one, Action Comics 1040, Robin number 11, Silk number two, and Saga 56. All right, so I think I have a little bit more than you, so I'm going to start with Old Dark Ages, and this is by Dama Taylor with Ivan Coelho on the art, and yeah, like I was saying earlier, this book, it's like the, the murder book where, to me, it's hard to really be overly invested in these characters, even though we already care about them because we've been reading them for years, but with them being like aged up too, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to care that you've killed these guys that I have no connection with okay but uh actually no one died this time but we did get to see a little bit of a little bit of action and you know a new character shows up and you know it, it's pretty neat but i don't know it's odd i don't know how this how they're going to keep going with this book after tom taylor's you know away from marvel and if they're going to try to do anything else with it i don't know but yeah i'd i'd check it out after he left for like maybe one issue but you know i mean 
I don't know. This just isn't really it's not really hitting for me right now. So I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. I mean, is it like done soon? I think it's like an eight issue, isn't it? I don't know. You're a comic shop owner. You should know these things. I don't know when every series ends. You should know when every series starts, every series ends, and all of the creative teams. Okay. Well, anyway. (laughs) Uh, Catwoman number 40. And this was done by, if I can find it, it's written by Teeny Howard and art by Nico Leon. Uh, the art is great. Otherwise, I hated this book and I'm not going to be reading it anymore. No. Selena Kyle is written so poorly compared to when Ram B was doing it. And really, I mean, the art is so good that I want to keep reading it, but it's it's trash. I have a question, and that you might not know because you're not a trained artist either. But with like the art in this book, and I mean, I think it'd be I think this would fall on the colorist. But there's like the colorist that does that, and then others that they do it in other books too, where like it'll actually make stuff look shiny. Like, how the heck do they do that? Because it looks great, and it always makes things look more realistic when they're going for the realistic approach to things. I don't know. They just they just know how to use the color white inappropriate spots really (laughs) it'd be it'd be funny if it's like no no that's actual real leather touch it right (laughs) that'd be fun yeah uh i'm going to give it a two out of ten by the way okay so shang chi this is by gene luen yang and marcus toe on the art and i'll be honest i'm not really feeling this new arc too much we get shang fighting some uh monsters in it with his siblings and then there's this douchebag that robbed an old man and these monsters try to eat him uh yeah i don't know it just didn't wasn't hitting for me like i wanted it to but it is what it is uh i'm probably gonna give it a six out of ten it was still fine but it's just like i want like this series was so good and now it's kind of like middling you know you gonna stick it out? Yeah, I mean, if it was like a nut, like, I mean, heck, I'm still reading Teen Titans Academy, so of course I'm gonna be sticking out. Gene Luen <laughs> Yang is really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, next for me is Hardware Number Four. It's written by Brandon Thomas, uh, with art by Dennis Cowan, Bill Sinkovich, and Chris Sotomayor on the art. It's a good book. Uh, for once, Curtis is kind of a few steps ahead of the bad guys, which was a nice little twist that he kept from everybody, including the readers, until the, the time came to reveal it. But uh, it's really good. And next, he's finally going to go up against some other, well, I won't say other superpowered beings, but he's going up against superpowered beings. So should be pretty cool. I like this book. It feels like it's been out for more than four issues, but I guess it hasn't. Uh, but man, the one when they come out, they're really good. And uh, I would highly suggest checking this out in trade whenever that comes out, if you guys aren't reading it right now. Uh, but I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. 
All right. So next up, it's the aforementioned Teen Titans Academy number 12 by Tim Sheridan and Alex Sinclair on the art. So we get uh, we get to see Red X, who he is. And I'm not going to lie. So we've had big reveals in comics before. We had, you know, like who Red Hulk really was, um, you know, like Winter kind of Soldier, like Winter Soldier, just all these and Red like, Hood, Red Hood. You know, like we get these things and they're like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I recognize who this guy is. So Red X, spoiler alert, is Brick. And And you know what my reaction was to this? Who's brick? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so I flipped through it because I remembered when you were like, I bet the covers are swapped and we get the reveal this time. So I'm like, I'm gonna see who it is. I'm like, it's it's like Justice League when Lex takes off Wally's thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea who this is. That's that's who I was. Yeah, like this is one of those things, and we've we talked about this in length of this series, and this is the main problem with this series, is like I think Tim Sheridan was just spreading himself too thin with all the characters that he was like, because like he clearly likes all of these new characters that, you know, he added to this thing. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but you're not actually developing them any at all. So like when this reveal happened, you know, like I was just like, okay, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> It was a real bummer. Like, as much as you and I like the Shazam like mini series, should have done a brick once that we gave a crap whenever it was revealed that he was Red X. Yeah, and then we get to see uh, this Red X, and I, apparently Brick is the fourth Red X because Nightwing was one, this other Red X was one, and then Brick was one. But there's a fourth Red X. And so we're going to, you know, probably hear more about that. Maybe Brick dies. Um, probably not, though. But, yeah, Brick Brick thinks Dick is his dad. But then it turns out other Red X was lying. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's it was kind of lame. I they just, Like, I don't know if it was editorial's fault that Tim Sheridan just kind of had this reveal without like really i mean like it was build up in the sense that it was like who is he and then but does it build up the other characters so that we care i mean it it could have had i'm not gonna say the same impact as like a red hood winter soldier but it could have had a much bigger impact if they'd have done it right yeah it could have been such a big advertisements for a couple months leading up like who's red x whatever yeah. and and just had i mean i don't know it's does you don't even need all like you don't even need all the pomp and circumstance just be like oh yeah we're gonna randomly throw red x in here every couple issues we're not gonna make the whole series be about red x we're gonna have him just be popping in doing little turd head things and then we'll have all these different kids and then you know as the series ramps up it's gonna be more and more like oh yeah we need to figure out who this red x turd is and, you know, trying to figure out that way versus just being like, ah, he's doing a bunch of crap. Ha <laughs> You know, there's lots of poop talk today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, it's going to be a probably four out of ten. I really like it was just kind of a letdown. And for like what this was like the pinnacle issue that they've been building up to is just left with going like, 
Oh, okay. A full year, by the way. A year's yeah. buildup. Yeah. Oh, I think I just have our mutuals left. Oh, okay. So Amazing Spider-Man number 90. And this is uh, with Pat Gleason and Mark Bagley. Same problems I had last time. I'm not a Mark Bagley fan. And so that just kind of annoys me. But yeah, Spider-Man's still fighting the Goblin Queen. And then we get, you know, uh, Ben and Pete going to team up. But So I noticed this pretty early on. I'm going to try to get it so it's in the camera. So you have... Uh, Pete saying, look at you, all amazing again. Great for you, buddy. And then Ben goes, look, Ben, I talked to Janine uh, or whatever. She's worried. We're worried. Then you know why time is a factor and I have to go right now. Surprisingly, yeah, still want some help? Depends. They switched. They got the bubbles wrong. It's just like, this is an easy thing, editor. Who I'm going to find your name. I'm going to call you out for being bad at your job. Um. Dang, oh, assistant editor Lindsay Kohick and Kaden McGahi, or Nick Lowe, who's probably the head editor on this, or CB Sabalski, editor in chief, the great Shogun himself. Yeah, what are y'all doing? Actually, CB is all of them. He has multiple pen names. <laughs> that problem that wouldn't surprise me at all. That's <laughs> hilarious. So. I mean, all in all, though, Mark Bagley just doesn't do it for me. That's, you know, that's how that's what it boils down to. The story is fine. How is all this uh, Goblin Queen stuff? It's kind of okay. It's just like, like, really somebody big or do you know? um, It was uh, Ben Riley's therapist. Okay, but it's one of those things, honestly, this whole Goblin Queen stuff, they sh- what they should have done with the Spiral book, instead of doing a weekly book, should have done monthly exercise, like, you know, do like a $6 book. Do that month, do that monthly, be so much better. You get, you know, you get, you feel like you're getting more than like, oh yeah, I'm seeing like similar stuff happening in all of these issues, you know? So like, that's, that's the main downside to this. Like when it's collected, it's going to be a mess because it seems like they're just doing like about two issues from each issue are all overlap, which is like, it's weekly. We don't need that. So, you know. So yeah, it's But like they a, need that money. I guess. That's why I'm saying just like, do eight, like six to eight dollars, thick book, cut out the weekly crap. It's better. It'd be better this way. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, so it's probably going to be a six for me. It's just the art's not great, and the story itself is just kind of slack and lacking. And then lastly, but honestly, not at all leastly, Ghost Rider number one. And uh, Benjamin Percy is writing it. I'm trying to find the artist really quick. I'm trying just to... Bring it along. Okay, so Corey Smith is on the art, and Jake, I think you should read this as a horror comic boy, basically, because you're getting more into horror comics. This does not read like a Marvel comic. This reads like a horror comic. There's lots of, like crazy imagery. Johnny Blaze doesn't know where the heck he's at. Like he just he thinks he's a regular guy, married, has kids, and then like he just keeps seeing like these random demons and like all this crazy crap you know throughout and so 
that it's like, oh, it's kind of revealed. You're the Ghost Rider, buddy. Spoiler alert, Johnny Blaze is Ghost Rider. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's just really cool. Like, I, I was like, first off, I just like Ghost Rider. I think he's really cool in general. If he's on a motorbike, don't put him in a car. He's a rider. But uh, yeah, like I said, I really, really think it's cool. This book was really, really good. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. I really, really liked it. And I think you should read it because I think just because, like I said, you're getting more. And Where's more the other stuff. 0.5 then? What do you mean? Why not a 10 or a 9? I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, it's it kind of drags a little bit, uh, I'd say. And but it is just one of those things where it's it's pretty captivating as I read it. And it does like when I was reading it, I had a, you have like a sense of dread because it's just like this guy, even though, you know, he's Johnny Blaze, you know, he's going to turn into the Ghost Rider. He's still like trying to live this life and he's seen all these things. It's just like if this wasn't, you know, you were like a blind person, didn't know the hell a Ghost Rider was. And you're just like, something's crazy off about this guy. He's going to murder people. You know, like it's just very well done. And like I said, I think you'd like it or any horror book fan would like it. And any Ghost Rider fan, like, yeah, of course you're reading it. So, um, yeah, eight, I'm at 8.5 because of that. Okay. I will check it out. You get back to him like, this is stupid. There were zero ghosts and zero writing in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, what order do you want to do these books in? All right, let's do Blue and Gold. Aquaman, DC Vampires, Robin, uh, Silk, Task Force, and then Action and Saga. All right. Sounds good. Okay, so we've got Blue and Gold number six. It's written by Dan Jurgens and pencils by Ryan Sook. Um, yeah, so actually, I liked this one a little bit more than the last couple issues. Um, it was tailing off for me, but I feel like I'm, I'm kind of back in it with this one. I thought it was goofy, but uh, but fun. I really liked it. My main problem with this, though... And the only reason why I'm going to give it the score I'm giving it, because like there's not much to hate about this, but it feels like the last issue. And it's like, there's two more. Like, this is how you end it. This is a perfect ending. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, unless there's something like really cool that wraps everything up better than this. But this is like, yeah, you don't need more, you know, for mm -hmm. a mini series. If this was a continue, you know, this, that was just like the first arc, whatever. But with it being a mini series, I don't know. But yeah, the, the, only, the only thing that made me laugh was like, like, and not in a good way, uh, is when Ted's like, okay, I'm sorry, bro, but there's no other way. I guess yeah. I'm going to try to kill you. And we all know that he wouldn't when it came mm -hmm. down to it. But just the fact that like they went there, I thought was pretty stupid. Yeah. But. And the other thing that I don't like, and this has been my, my main problem with this series as a whole, is like, we got those two girls that are. I mean, at least we don't have like the whole like pop up things of like but the two girls that are that are there. I'm like, they're a little annoying. Yeah. But... I'll say this though. The cover is so cool. Yeah. Like dude, the incredible. art in general in this yeah. in this was amazing. Yeah. Like 
for the most part, the art in this whole series has been outstanding. How do you feel about uh, about that last page reveal of, of who's going to join the adventure? I'm like, I'm excited, but it's just like, boy, wish we had more than two issues of that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe we'll get uh, blue and gold and some more blue. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. I, dude, I would too. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm probably like seven five on that one. See, no, I, I'd say I'm at about a nine. Like, I really liked it. The only thing that bothers me is like this feels like an ending, and you're not ending it. So I don't know what the heck you're doing. Yeah. All right. So next up is Aquaman, and I know it's written by Chuck Brown, but please stop calling me Charlie. And I got to find the rest of the people, though. Okay. Uh, and then we got Brandon Thomas and then Sammy Basri on the art. And the art is outstanding. So good. Um, the story itself, I was kind of so-so with. What do you think of it? I, I thought it was honestly pretty lame up until... Uh, like kind of the end where Black Manta is like doing an autopsy sort of thing. Uh, but I agree. The art's incredible. I especially love that like big water dragon. Uh, yeah. Super cool. But I just, I feel like Jackson's going backwards with his attitude, man. Like I know he went through some stuff and like his mom is in a coma, but like, uh, even even the parts where he's talking with Aquaman, it still wasn't quite that level of fun as it was in the future state stuff. Yeah, see, I think what I think is going to happen, and I could be wrong, but I think they're going to, like, with, you know, I mean, prior to, he was like, oh, I'm not very sure of myself, you know, in the, the one series, but he still was a hero, whatever. And then in that other series, it was just him, like, almost losing his mom all the crap hit the fan for more crap talk, you know, uh, all the crap hit the fan. And then in this one, this is going to be him becoming the hero, basically. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really sure myself. Aquaman's want me to be you know, better. But then like, oh, when I was trying to be Aquaman, plummet. And then now it's like, oh, you're getting built back up. You're going to be better. We really honestly didn't need to read the becoming. That's what I'm like getting from this other than knowing that his mom got hurt. Cause there wasn't much that happened in that, in my opinion, yeah. but, you know, like we were both like, Oh, it's going to affect this so much, but it doesn't seem to. So, you know, I think, I think he's going to get better as this series goes. This is going to be the big Jackson series. Basically. That's my theory. here. Here's what's going to happen. The next issue needs to be good. Because if it's yeah. not, I'm going to drop it. But then the next issue that I don't read, you're going to say it was the best thing ever. And then it's going to be a bomb series that I'll be like, wish I'd have stuck with it like I did with yeah. Flash. Uh, but, but then then like 10 series in, or issues in, they'll go to Gym World and you'll pick that one up. I'm like, dude, this was good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. But I, I need that second one to be better or I am not sticking with it. It's yeah. just not worth it for more angsty Jackson. Yeah, no, that's that is the main problem. But we will agree on this. I because I wasn't super hot in the way Black Manta was written either. I thought he was kind of a kind of weak, but Aquaman, that's how I like my Aquaman. Mm-hmm. 
So he, that's, he was the, the best part. Yep. I mean, the art was the best part. Aquaman was the second best. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where are you at with this one? About a five. That's exactly where I was thinking with it. It's like the art's really good. Aquaman's really cool. Everything else is just kind of hit and miss. The story itself is kind of interesting with these weird people just being like, you know, going crazy over crap and then dying. That's interesting, but it's not interesting enough for angsty crap, you know? Yep. All right. Which brings us to DC versus Vampires number five um sorry there's a bunch of stuff in between it's written by james tynan and matthew rosenberg with art by otto schmidt and simone DeMio. which by the way they did not put DeMio on the cover which is a travesty mm-hmm. because otto schmidt's amazing but simone's art was in my opinion even better I mean, there, there are just some pages like this Batgirl page, which are, yeah, that panel right there, Casey, which I thought yep. was just stellar. Yeah. So put them on the cover. Come on. Right. Uh, but anyway, what do you think of this one? It's really stupid. <laughs> really stupid. Yeah. What about you, man? Did you like it? Uh, I mean, I did. I did like it. There was just like several parts from like, this doesn't need to be in here at all. Um, and and some of the characters definitely do not feel themselves. Like Batman. Or Superman, even. Well, I mean, like at least Superman's trying to talk, but the fact that the matter is Batman, who has holy water, and he uses it against Wonder Woman to burn her face way after the fact when no one else but Hawkgirl can see is then like, ah, hey, I'm going to use these weapons to hurt you guys and weaken you because you might be a vampire, but I'm not going to try this holy water trick on you. Nah, I'm going to do this other stuff because I like to prove I can beat the Justice League up. Like, it was just did not make any sense whatsoever. I thought, like, Batman's not that stupid. James Tynan and Rosenberg both know how to write Batman. They know better. So it was just like, it was just like bad plot writing, basically, you know? My least favorite part of the bad plot writing is Green Arrow knows that House of Vampire. Yeah. His friend is lost. He could have ended it right then and there, but he missed his shot on purpose because it was Hal. And then let, let, let's also bring this up. Cyborg this flesh right here everything else robot batman's like hey look at this file i got and so cyborg's like okay we'll check this out then he just fries him like oh okay so you're looking very guilty yep versus the guy that literally has motor oil instead of blood like get out of here right plus cyborg could have read that in seconds and been like hey guys this is legit yeah yeah this was this was a low point for the series yeah it's it's getting to the point where this series has more low points than high points for me and like i'm probably not gonna pick up the next one i really really did not like this one uh yeah i i'm gonna give it a five but i i definitely 
it's not drop point yet. Like I still enjoyed this more than some others. See, I was at a 4.5 until he said five. So now I'm like, I have to lower this like the 3.5 then just to, cause I, I really did not like it at all. Like the art was good. That's what saved it. But other than that, I was just like, no, no, thank you. Okay. If we had blade in the DC, they did that trade for Constantine. He'd take care of this dang problem from the start. Never would have got this bad. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, Robin number 11. This is by Joshua Williamson with um, oh, Gleb Melnikov on the art. And Gleb, I'm, this isn't me knocking on him, but he does not make um, Grandma Al Ghul near as hot. <laughs> i know bring back roger cruz <laughs> right but uh yeah i mean we get a little bit a little bit of interesting stuff like a shiva appearance happens you know i mean it's some pretty good like this is the best gleb fights i'm gonna say that that's just you know all there is to it in my opinion on that uh yeah it's pretty fun i don't like damien seems a little bit personality wise a little bit off but maybe it's just this is how he, what he's becoming, you know, being around these other kids and all this other type of stuff. Maybe this is his character growth. So like, it's hard to kind of knock that with like actual stuff happening. That's changing him. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. What'd you think? I enjoyed it a lot. There's two takeaways. One, this is spoilers folks. Robin and flatline share kiss. Finally, we've, we've all been waiting for it. And also to, to tie in with that, I like that he shared why he read the manga with her. Like, that was like a personal thing for him, which he doesn't usually do. And the second one, Casey, is he's going to take some Lazarus resin. <laughs> and it looks like he's going to bring Alfred back. Mm-hmm. And I want that to happen. I feel like it's like it's not going to but maybe maybe but like of all the ways to bring him back this is the one that i think works the best yeah rather than just like a crisis happens and like everyone comes back like at least superman punches a hole in reality yeah i wasn't gonna (laughs) bring it up but you did uh but yeah i think i think it would be awesome so we'll see if it does happen or not. I hope that it does. Where are you at with this one? Nine. I really liked it. Yeah. I'm at a 7.5. I like it, but I didn't really love it. I thought some, you know, I, this is one thing I hate and I bring this up all the time. Wear your mask. You have a secret identity. You're not Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Put the mask on. And, you know, I don't care if you're with your honey, put the mask on. Come on. But, yeah, I thought it was still, I thought it still was good. But, you know, I still didn't knock my, knock my socks right off. I think it's just your lack of sleep. I thought that was a really exciting issue. Yeah. Bring, I mean, I would, bringing my vibe down. And I, I also didn't like how Rach was really, like, at times, like, at times he was, like, really Rach-like with his, with the writings. And other times it was just like, ha <laughs> like like me his horny grandfather you know it's just like <laughs> okay this is weird 
nothing about that issue made me think oh Ross is a little horny <laughs> well because like the part when they kiss and he's watching that you know watching flatline and robin kiss and then he's just like i'll find it because he's, he's saying it's more like his father you know he really does like take that. after his father oh, after his father doesn't he? he's like haha like his horny old dad <laughs> That's just you being weird. And then Talia's just like, and then walks off. It's like, okay, that's, I don't think Ray should say that. He'd be more like, it made me laugh though. I mean, it did, but just like I said, it seemed out of character. And you were complaining about Ray being out of character. And it's like, kind of, yeah. I mean, at least he's not like a meditating surfer, bro. Like he was an issue four. See, that's what's weird. Like it's, he like in that one issue he was like oh it seemed like he had changed a little bit you know like oh getting his butt kicked all this other stuff changed him and we're getting a new type of race and then now and then then like right after that they're like ah i'm gonna back to murdering and stuff you know like that type of thing so like that was a bit odd that he you know did a complete 180 on his character the way he seemed in the other ones but yeah right it's still solid though Okay, so now we've got Silk number two, and that's written by Emily Kim with art by Takeshi Miyazawa. I loved this issue, personally. I I really liked it. This is one thing that's kind of funny. I think you're going to agree with me. I love that I think Silk is the only character in comic books that can make Peter Parker look like he has his life together. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. No, it's, I really have no idea who, who her buddy was though that had the superpowers she's uh, she's part of the like new agents of Atlas like that oh group. okay okay yeah I, I was always interested in reading that because I do like Greg Pak but I never did so like I'm like I don't know who this person is dude I didn't either but after reading this I was like I think I'm gonna get that trade so yeah. may- maybe you'll get a gift in the mail Ooh. and and we can both read it and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. But yeah, so I think I think it's really cool. I my only downside with like Silky, though she does have the coolest costume. And this is just in like general, like, oh, I, I'm looking way too much into this as an adult, and she just enjoy it like a kid. Is like this guy that she was on a date with would be able to tell that he'll his date's silk because it's like this is it. Like if I wear a mask and go to a store and I see someone I knew from high school, they're going to be, they say, hi, Casey. And I'm like, I'm like, but I'm wearing a mask. Like, you know, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, I love when Luna's like, you want a shirt for your date? And she's like, my date. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I also just, I love J. Joan Jameson in this too. Like they do such a good job with him. It's hilarious that he calls her analog. Yeah. So yeah. funny. So yeah, I, I like yeah, I I really I get so weird to me that we both love Silk so much. And have never read her before the last series. Yeah. I mean, like the only time I read her was in the Dan Slot stuff, and oof. Yeah, the only thing I remember from that is she really wanted Peter like bad. Yeah, well, because they had pheromones and they just boned when they were in the same vicinity of each other. It's like, okay, Dan, that's a bit odd. (laughs) 
getting a little horny there, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like just like my father. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give that a ten, though. Like, I really can't think of anything that I dislike so much to bring it down. Yeah, I'm giving it a nine. I don't know why, but I'm at a nine because you're cranky today. I'm really not cranky though. I mean, <laughs> well, you're not loving anything, and I, I'm. It's starting to rub off on me. I love this. Okay, good. At least, <laughs> at least we'll be on the same page for that. I bet that's also one of the things. It's like, look at the comics that we read this week, and it's just like, when we have something like, you know, the next book that kind of like goes against all the other books that happened this week where I'm like, I know I, I usually say, Oh, this 10 is different than this 10, but there's sometimes where it's like, this one's too good. <laughs> right. Okay. So next up, it's going to be task force Z issue five. And with this has Matthew Rosenberg on the writing and Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreira with Matt Santorelli and Jack Herbert on the art. Um, yeah, this was interesting. Lots of really cool splash pages. Lots of really cool action. Uh, story itself wasn't my favorite, but like, I mean, you can't be mad at a book that has zombies and like panels like this. Yeah. Like, that's too cool. I agree. Um. Yeah, and you know, you get Jake's next cosplay character, old uh Bloom doing some crazy stuff still. Dude, sometimes I think he looks like a normal guy, and then there's panels like this where he looks like Slender Man. Yeah. And I'm like, does he change size or is it just the artist? It might just be the artist doing different stuff. I don't know. I still but... don't know what his powers are. I really don't know either. I don't really remember because like that was like the era of the Snyder run of stuff where I was like not too interested when I was saying so I I just love that he's like convincing this doctor for a job at the lab and he's like I brought someone that can replicate it and just holds up a severed man bat head like yeah. This book is hilarious and I love it. It is. Now, did you read Joker, by the way? This is like, I don't want to do any Joker spoilers if you haven't, but have you read the newest issue of Joker yet? I totally forgot that it was a thing. So no, okay. I haven't. You need to, and then we'll talk probably off air about it. But yeah, because there was there were some tweets going around about Matthew Rosenberg and how he's writing both Joker and Task Force C, and it was funny. Okay. I really but, do need to read that, especially after how much you liked that last issue yeah i mean half of it but uh <laughs> but what would you rate this man uh it's a nine for me i I love this book way more than i should yeah it's it's an eight but because it's, it's this is just like the epitome of a fun book the story itself I, it's not really doing it that much for me story-wise like i'm not like overly invested but it's just like if you want a book that you're going to be reading and having a great time yeah this is it mm-hmm All right, next we've got Action Comics 1040. And I just want to show the variant that I picked up because it was too cool not to get. Okay, that's awesome. Right? Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let me find the credits page, which I should have had up long before this. 
which makes really, really good podcasting. Uh, but anyway, it's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Ricardo Federici. Uh, thank goodness, because my God, can that man write or draw a comic book? It's mm-hmm. so, so good. Uh, but Casey, give me your thoughts. I absolutely loved it. I mean, there's really like the only downside to this series so far is like I want it all in a trade to be reading it because like I want to know what happens next. Like I'm so invested. I'm like so interested. I just I'm, I'm loving it so much. Superman's written like this is like at like at, at its worst. If someone was to dislike it so much, they think this is such a stupid setting, which I just I don't. But if someone did, it's like it's still getting the character a hundred percent right and i love that for it and then i also think gladiator setting is awesome so you know that too (laughs) what about you man no i thought it was fantastic um i like that some of these others are like starting to trust him now and see that he's you know a superman and the art is ridiculous i you know I also want it to be wrapped up in a trade so that I can literally push it on everybody that comes into the mm-hmm. store and be like, no, this is like the best thing you're going to read. Please check it out. <laughs> uh, and then, so yeah. did, did you like the uh, Sean Aldridge and Adreno Mello Marshmallow story still? I did. I thought it was really good. I mean, it's, it's goofy, but it's still good. I mean, okay, honestly outside of like the justice league stuff isn't marsh like the justice league you know cartoon stuff isn't marsh Manhunter just better with a goofy story because he's such a serious character yes. I mean, honestly so i he think should that be worked. he should be petting his cat and eating oreos yes and like he when he turned his stomach into a cage to put his cat in that was great i know but yeah no i absolutely loved that story too and it's such a weird combo with like the very heavy the very serious and the <laughs> art is even very serious in it too story of you know like superman on war world and then you have martian manhunter petting his cat after a long day and then <laughs> they both work you know it's just good stuff yeah yeah the, this one 10 out of 10 no debate Same. If, if you guys have ever like wanted to read a Superman book, but didn't know where to start, I'm not saying it's the best starting place, but you'll understand who Superman is very quickly and you're going to love the art guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So lastly, we got saga by Fiona Staples and Brian K Vaughn. What were your thoughts on this man? I thought it was pretty neat. I liked like the little uh, I like the little alligator footman that's working for uh, the robots. And then I also like the funny little frog man who's with the other group. Yeah. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn does minor characters very, very well. The end terrified me. Yep that's like that's the thing this is like last issue i liked the last issue as i said it wasn't perfect for me 
this one's like the most saga-y issue we've had since like the la- the issue where spoiler alert marco died it's it's one of those things where you're like oh yeah this is saga where like the last one was like just kind of like bringing us back into this world this one's just like oh yeah here we are this is the terribleness that we you know had before <laughs> yep <laughs> and the the art in it is fiona staples art so it is amazing you can't you know you can't really hate that stuff um yeah it's just really good stuff man it is my favorite quote of the whole book is from Frogman. when uh when they get called out for their albums being copies and the frog says yeah we're two-bit bootleggers and a shitty band. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, dude. Yeah, I did too. And I'm leaving that in because you're quoting. I don't feel like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, can't wait for the next one to see just what the heck happened after that, that cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not what he says is going to happen. But Let's still. hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, I might change my opinion on Brian K. Vaughn a little bit. Yeah, right? But yeah, I'm, it's an easy 10 for me. It's just, this was really good. And it was just like, oh yeah, this is, like I said, this is Saga. I am also out of 10. I miss the book so much. Very glad that it's back. Yeah. So what books are you excited for next week, my man? I'm going to be kind of basic. I'm going to say Batman, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk, because those are some of my favorite series right now. Nice. I'm going to go with um, Strange. I am pretty excited about that. I'm really, you know, like, yeah, let's see what happens here. Once Star Squadron, it's one of my favorite books out right now. It's so goofy. It should be a good time. And then uh, I am going to say Daredevil Woman Without Fear, because, you know, it's awesome. Now is Cowboy be, Bebop? Uh, um, is that a Team and T book where Bebop and Rocksteady broke up and Bebop became a cowboy, or is it something different? No, it is. It is about the anime that you and I both love dearly. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I remember. Do you do you guys still have that dope Bebop poster up in your house? Yeah. Even even like long before I'd watched the show, I was like, man, that's a cool poster. Yeah, that was that was a uh, Suncoast Days stuff, man. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fantastic Four time, buddy. So with the announcement of Zdarsky and uh, Jorge Menez on Batman, I was thinking to myself, and like everyone was happy about it. Like that's the thing. Like no one was like, oh man these two very talented people are working together on like everyone's favorite book. Oh, I hate this. Yeah. Like no one was really upset that I saw it. And I was on Twitter, which, you know, people are mad about getting free money. So I was thinking like, what are four creative teams that you want to see the catches? They like have to have never done, you know, like been a team before. Sure. This was easy for me after I thought about it for 30 seconds. Uh, the first one is Chuck Dixon and Kenneth Rockefort on a Nightwing book. Uh, mostly, mostly I'm going with writers that have done these characters before, but with the, the artists I would really want with them. Okay. 
The next one would be Walt Simonson and Olivier Coipel on Thor. I would not have pronounced his name right. Oh, I have heard him say it before, so that's oh, okay. how I know. <laughs> it's like Oliver Coipel. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's French, so yeah. Uh, then James Robinson and Jorge Jimenez on a Justice Society book, and then. Probably my favorite after thinking about it and writing it down would be a Matt Wagner and Chris Samney Sandman book. And I'm talking right Sandman Mystery Theater, not the Neil Gaiman one. Yeah. All right. And then my choices. So I was thinking I I went out there. I kind of did, did you know, like completely different stuff. So like Maureen Gu and uh, Milo Milo, uh, or it's Giannis Milo No Giannis on alpha flight and i butchered his name but i thought that would be awesome and plus like marine goo writing alpha flight would be just about would just be the bomb uh and then i was like wanting to bring dan abnett andy laning back together even though they uh, supposedly hate each other but bring that those two back together to team up with fiona staples for a green lantern core book like how would that not be amazing because you know we know fiona can do sci-fi really well they can do sci-fi really well it just seems like a match uh, Gene Luen Yang and Marco Chichetto on Batman. How is that? Yeah, that would be amazing. Agreed. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I really want to see his Batman. Yeah. And then uh, Ed Brubaker and Francisco Francavelia on The Flash. I just would like completely do a different type of Flash. Have it be Barry. Have it be crime heavy instead of Speed Force heavy. Have it be like a moderately horror crime heavy book with them trying to, you know, like a six issue series. I think that'd be really cool, especially with being Flash and you know crime right i'd be all about that okay so now i want us each to pick one favorite from the others that you would want to see the most okay i'm gonna say for yours probably james robinson Norea Menes on jsa yeah because i miss i miss old jamie boy right me too Yours are tough because I would want to see any of them. Um, but I'll, I'll do your, your Green Lantern core book. That the, Those three together is just too perfect. Right. So I was like, I knew I wanted Fiona. And I was like trying to think of like a really good, you know, like sci-fi. Where I was like, oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, if you're you're listening, let us know which ones you know which ones were your favorites from ours and then also what's a dream team that you could make that haven't worked together before yes you're absolute if you could pick one creative team to do one series what would it be like oh i think like this guy uh stan lee and uh jack kirby i think that'd be a pretty good team they'd probably do something cool together like fantastic four or something yeah yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think that brings us to the end of the episode yeah it does so all right guys closing plugs if you would please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like you can also follow us on twitter at two underscore worlds underscore pc and on instagram at two worlds pod you can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com and if you would review us five stars wherever you're listening to this and please um subscribe to our youtube channel that's just two worlds podcast on youtube and leave us a comment on the said YouTube. Say, you know, Jake's hair looks nice today. He puts a lot of work into it. Um, 
and tell us a fun poop story on, on our YouTube comments. That'd be fun. But uh, we'd love to say in chat, but we got to wake up early and feed people, I guess, because we're baking and eggs. Bye, guys. Bye.